listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you're a teenager or the parent of a teen, listen up. There are few things more puzzling to science than the secrets of the adolescent brain. What is it that makes the teenager's brain function so differently from those of adults and kids? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to a top expert who has some fascinating facts you'll want to hear. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Daniel Siegel. He's a clinical professor of psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine, co-director of the UCLS Mindful Awareness Research Center, and the author of Brainstorm, The Power and Purpose of the Teenage Brain. You know, in his stand-up act, Bill Cosby used to joke that the most important thing a parent should remember is that all children have brain damage. (laughs) Can you give us just a thumbnail sketch of what is changing in the brain from, say, age 12 to 24, because I'm sure a lot of parents wonder. What we know now, in fact, that it isn't brain damage, but it is brain remodeling that's going on. And that remodeling starts around 12 years of age, and it doesn't end until the mid-20s. So these are new findings that we know now, Then, when we understand the remodeling, we actually can support it in healthier ways. And so in the Brainstorm book, I actually offer these exercises that the adolescent reading the book or the adult reading the book can actually strengthen the brain in ways that empower the individual doing those exercises. And so we can take this remodeling brain during adolescence and actually make it even stronger. You write quite a bit about the biggest myths about teenage behavior. One of those is the role that hormones play in teenage behavior because a lot of parents blame it on that. That's right. You know, it's very common to hear people say, oh, my teenagers' raging hormones make them go out of control. When in fact, you know, hormones do rise. That's true. Puberty is the onset of sexual maturation and hormones rise. That's absolutely true. But the changes in how we feel as adolescents or think or behave isn't about raging hormones. It's actually about changes in the brain, the remodeling brain. And when you understand the way the brain functions, you can actually learn to harness those changes in positive ways so that, for example, the emotional spark of adolescence, instead of it having the downside of you know emotional turmoil and confusion, you can actually learn to ride these waves. So you basically... Instead of just being flooded by waves, you learn to surf them. There's all sorts of other things. The social engagement of the adolescent period is something where adolescents are programmed in their brain literally to push away from parents and to move toward their peers. That's just a natural way of getting ready to leave the nest. But when parents don't understand that's a part of the brain's functioning and interpret as raging hormones or something, they think it's a bad thing. When in fact, they're developing skills of having new relationships outside the home. And all the studies of well-being, of longevity, even of happiness, show that your supportive relationships in your life are the best predictor of positive outcomes in that, how long you live and how healthy you are. So these relationships that adolescents need, part of their social engagement, is also really important. And you can go down the list of how the adolescent is driven for novelty and has a way of creatively exploring the world. And this is actually something you can learn to harness. So like a waterfall, instead of just blocking it, You actually learn to channel it as an adolescent or as an adult supporting an adolescent. And this way you can harness the power of this period of time rather than fight against it. In some ways, creativity kind of reaches its peak in the teenage years, doesn't it? You know, it really does. If you just look at the innovations in music, art, science, 
and in technology, they often come from an adolescent mind. And this is because the adolescent is literally hardwired to think outside the box and to think away from the way the adult world is that they're handed. And, you know, of course, for adults, we can feel rejected and sometimes intimidated. But from the larger view of the individual, that's the way they get ready to create a new world. With the world changing, the best kind of adaptation is to be flexible. And it's the adolescent mind that says, hey, I'm not going to just take the way adults have done it. I'm going to do it in my own way. That's going to allow our species to be the most adaptive. And it's why we as a human family have really conquered the planet. We've been the most adaptive species. We can go anywhere because I think the adolescent mind is so courageous and creative. Another myth that you write about is that teenagers just need to grow up, that acting out or rebelling is mostly about immaturity. Talk about that for a moment. You know, it's so true. When you hear parents say that they treat adolescents like they're immature and just rebelling, when in fact the remodeling brain is not about immaturity, it's about transformation. And the difference is really crucial. This brain of the adolescent is actually taking on these essence that are essential not just for the adolescent to thrive, which they are, so it's not immaturity. If they can cultivate it well, they'll go through adolescence well. But here's the other thing that's amazing. We as adults shouldn't lose that essence. If you look at a study called neuroplasticity, that is a field of science that looks at how the brain is constantly changing in response to experience, what we know as adults is that our brain is constantly growing. If you had to pick the top four features of life to keep your brain growing strong as adults, it would be being passionate about what you do. That's the emotional spark. Have great supportive relationships. That's the social engagement. Try new things. That's the novelty. And explore things with your mind in new ways. That's creative exploration. If you hold on to the essence and I hold on to the essence, we're going to actually optimize how our brain continues to stay young throughout the lifespan. The essence of adolescence is actually the essence of living a vital life throughout our adult lives, too. And so we need to really honor that. And instead of just getting through adolescence as a period of immaturity, we need to actually hold on to the essence and cultivate it throughout our lives. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Daniel Siegel from the Department of Psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine and the author of the book, Brainstorm, the Power and Purpose of the Teenage Brain. Dr. Siegel, has the Internet changed the way teenagers' brains develop? You know, there's a number of different studies about that. There are pros and cons. The con would be if spending time on screens is keeping us from face-to-face -face interactions, that's not so good. The way we take in eye contact and facial expressions, tone of voice, the posture of someone, their gesturing, what they do with the timing and intensity of their responses, all these things don't really get sent through the Internet. So my concern about the Internet being so dominant in children's and adolescents' lives is what it's keeping us away from in our development. On the other hand, social media, while it can be really challenging for certain people who are having difficulties understanding other people or have a lot of anxiety, a study out of Australia studied 100,000 adolescents and found, in fact, it increased face-to-face -face time. So we have to be careful not to make a negative judgment about something just because it's different. But we have to look at what does comprise a healthy mind. I'm not so worried about the Internet. I'm more concerned about what we're missing and really trying to inspire people 
to take responsibility for their lives, to empower them to keep their brains young during adolescence and actually throughout the lifespan. Now, this is a pretty broad question, but if a parent uses this new way of understanding brain development, how will that influence the way that they parent their teenager? You know, I have a deep hope, and especially as a child psychiatrist who's been doing this for 30 years, that when you increase the lines of communication and really deepen an understanding of what's going on in the brain and in relationships and in the mind, you actually empower people to parent in different ways, in ways that are more effective, in ways that are actually more satisfying for the parent, in ways that are actually more productive for the adolescent. And so with this shared understanding, you would do things, for example, like understand the movement toward independence is a natural part of the essence of adolescence, that the emotional ups and downs are a natural part of adolescence, and that you give space to your adolescent to feel what they feel, that the drive toward novelty and creative explorations are not just adolescent rebellion and it's a sign of a problem, but it's actually a natural and positive part of this important creative period of life. And if parents can offer that and then do something to create security there, then what can happen is parents can be a really effective safe harbor for adolescents to return to, but also be a really supportive launching pad from which the adolescent can get ready to go out into this ever-changing world with the adolescent's support from their parents. Interesting topic and certainly useful information for parents of teenagers. Dr. Daniel Siegel, give us your website address one more time. Absolutely. It's D-R-D-A-N-S-I-E-G-E-L dot com. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Pleasure to be here. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.